My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. And welcome back to the show. My name's Jeff. I'm your host, and I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. Thank you for being here. What do you think about this season so far? I mean, I'm halfway through going over the eight reasons you and your team aren't creating more opportunities. What's resonating? What isn't resonating? Do you think I'm missing somewhere? I mean, look, to be fair, to be honest, to be straightforward, I've been doing this a little bit, and I know what these things are about. I know where they're coming from, and I know they're valid, but some are going to be more valuable to you than others. Some of these things, quite frankly, you're going to have totally figured out. Some of you actually have blocked time for prospecting, and you actually do execute on that prospecting activity, and, and you do what you say you're going to do. Good for you. There are a lot of people who don't. There are some people who have better expectations than others. Okay, great. We've been over these things. They may not all apply to you. Hopefully, they don't all apply to you, or you're leaving a lot of success on the table. But one or two of these things is going to speak to many of you. That's why I'm doing it this way. I'm trying to create context for you, trying to help you understand the difference between knowing what to do and actually doing it. And I want to help you understand these roadblocks, these obstacles, so that you can figure them out for yourself, so that you can think better about what you need to do so you can do better. Context is one of those things I want to talk about today. One of the biggest reasons that teams, like maybe the one you're on, aren't creating more opportunities than they should is because you don't have the right models for how to do this. I remember when I was in the field, my first job, I was looking for help. I was trying to find it. I got stuck in a situation where I wasn't able to be trained the way I was promised I would be trained. And this was my first sales gig. So you want to talk about a deer in headlights? That was me. My boss had all the belief in me. I had a lot of belief in me. I knew I could figure it out, right? But I didn't have the context to figure out what I needed to do. And so I spent a lot of time meeting with other reps on my team. We all worked remotely. We covered large geographical territories. So it wasn't like I could just walk over to the cubicle and say, hey, what are you doing about this? Or can I look over your shoulder for a little bit? I actually had to schedule ride-alongs. I had to schedule meetups. I had to ask really pointed questions that I didn't always get great answers to. And I struggled. And then, you know what happened? One day, someone joined the organization who could spend that time with me. And not just a little bit of time, a lot of time. This person became a mentor. This person became a great friend. He's still a friend today. But what did we do? We sold together. I had access, but no experience. He had all kinds of experience, but no access because he was new to the geography. So we made a really good pair, but we went out and he taught me how to sell. He taught me how he sold. And then what I did, which I think was even just as valuable as being shown how to do it, I asked questions why. And then I figured out my own way to do it. And I saw what he did. Quite frankly, sometimes I saw what he got away with. And it changed my eye level. It changed my context for what we were trying to do, what we were trying to accomplish, and how it could be done. That allowed me to think. 
That created the space in my head for me to be able to think about these things and do these things. You're probably not creating that space on your team. And there's a really simple solution. Co-travel. Co-calling. Co-selling. Job shadowing. Call whatever you want. But if you've got a new rep on your team, put your arm around them. Bring them into the fold. You can do this physically. You can physically get in your car with someone else. You can do home and homes. I want to... You know, Joe, I want to ride with you. I want to spend a day with you in your car. Allow me to tag along. I'm not going to get in the way. I just want to see how you do it. And then I'll tell you what, next week, why don't you come ride with me? I'll show you how I do it. You know what happens then? Cross-pollination of ideas. A little discourse. Some team bonding, some relationship building. And one and one turns into three because I'm going to show you how I do it. You're going to show me how you do it. And then together we're going to say, wow, I never thought about it that way. What if we did it like this? Now we're getting great ideas. You know what happens then? You come back in your team meeting and there's a, a book report. There's a call report. There's a, hey, I learned this thing. And together with Sally, we put our heads together. We came up with this other thing. Is anybody else doing it this way? Now what happens? The energy level on your team goes up. Now people are inspired. They're inspired to be creative. They're inspired for their own one plus one equals three kind of journey. And now we've got great ideas for how to reach more customers, for how to create more deals that'll close more often. I get a little fired up about this. Sorry. But I'm not sorry. Look, you know how to prospect. I know you know how to prospect, but something still gets in your way. As a matter of fact, I've identified eight reasons that you and your team are not creating more sales opportunities. I put them together as a white paper to serve as a companion of this season of the Rethink the Way You Sell podcast. Go to jeffbajorek.com forward slash eight reasons to download your copy and the self-assessment that is included in that white paper so you know where you can make maximal impact right away to improve your prospecting results. Now back to the show. Why isn't this happening? Oh, Jeff, well, I mean, that might work for a team that sells door to door or, you know, has a geographical territory. I don't know if we can do that in a virtual environment. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. We saw this particularly during COVID. We'd have teams get together on a Zoom call on mute only to see that the other person on their team was making calls. So you didn't feel like you were alone. And there'd be five or six, I had clients where they would do this. They'd have five or six people on a Zoom call. They'd all be on mute. They'd all be making calls. And when someone got a connection, when someone scheduled a meeting, there'd be a thumbs up. There'd be a little hand clapping, uh, you know, little reaction that you could put up there in Zoom and people would celebrate. And you felt like you were doing something together. Well, you know what you can do? You don't have to all be on mute. What if you just listened to your colleague make calls? What if you were on mute, but they weren't? What if you got to hear them? Or what if, I mean, there's so many other ways you can do this. Of course, you can get in the car with someone. Of course, you could fly to somebody. 
of course, there are a lot of ways that you can be creative. At the very least, set up a Zoom call. Let's say you work on opposite ends of the country. No one's going to pay for you to fly uh, to, to spend time with somebody and uh, it's cost prohibitive. Okay, fine. Throw all the roadblocks there. Schedule a meeting. Have a virtual cup of coffee. Have a virtual turkey sandwich. And do a home and home that way. Sally, tell me about your day. Be, go into so many details. And then allow me to ask some questions. So how did you open that call? What do you like to say? What do you like to do? A couple things happen. One, I'm learning from Sally. Okay. Two, Sally has to be immediately more mindful of what she does, how she opens calls, how she strategizes, what her process is. And she takes those things for granted every day because she's been doing it for 15 years. So now all of a sudden she has to be more mindful of it, which makes her a little more vulnerable, which is a good thing in this instance. And then once she thinks about it, she can have more clarity around how she does it. She can improve it because you can't improve something that you don't know. So she can improve it. And she improves in real time just by explaining to Joe or to me or whoever how she does it. And this is a beautiful impact. It's a beautiful result. It doesn't happen often enough. It's too easy to make happen. Make it happen. So your team, particularly your new team, they don't have the right models for how to do this. You can't just give them a sample bag, a slide deck, a presentation, a list of features and benefits, pat them on the backside and say, go get them, kid. That's not going to cut it anymore. You've got to do better for your team. Quite frankly, you've got to do better for your teammates. And you can just do some job shadowing. Just do some co-traveling. Just do some co-selling. This is a big deal. Most of your new reps do not feel enabled. Most of your new reps do not feel like they've gotten adequate training. Of course, they're always going to ask for more, but stuff like this can be done on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis. There's no reason not to do it, so do it. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to my website. I want you to go to jeffbajorek.com forward slash tools. And I want you to download the white paper, the eight reasons that you and your team are not creating enough opportunities. And at the very last page, actually, it's the second to last page, there's a self-assessment there. I want you to take that self-assessment. And what you're going to get are a couple of things. First of all, you're going to get a little sneak peek into what's coming soon on the episodes in the future here, because there are three or four that haven't been released that cover the next three things. I've got a couple of interviews in here too including one from Jason Bay in a couple of days that um, actually inspired this piece. But you're going to get a self-assessment there. And I want you to take that self-assessment as the leader. I want you to have everybody on your team take that self-assessment and submit their answers, their values, their assessments anonymously. You will get a surprising look at where your team feels they are falling short I'm going to tell you right now, if you're a leader and your answer differs from your team's answer, yours is the wrong one. It's always interesting to see what the gap is between the assumption the leader makes and what the, what the team actually tells me. And I see that regularly. That's why I do players-only meetings before I start engagements with teams. I want to know what's really going on. And that's how I know I can make the biggest impact. Because what the team knows they need is different from what the leader thinks they need. That's what I've got for you. 
Thank you for being here with me today. I've got an episode coming in just a couple of days, like I mentioned with Jason Bay. Jason's one of my favorite people in this space. One of my favorite people, period. He's a great friend. And we're going to open your eyes to some specific examples to this concept again in just a couple of days. So I hope that you hear me. I'd like to say that I hope I see you, but come on, it's a podcast. I hope that you hear from me again in a couple of days. And if you want to see me, hey, you know what? These episodes are on YouTube as well, so you can check out my YouTube channel. And uh, look, one way or another, I'll talk to you again very soon. Rethink the Way You Sell is a Pot About It production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajoric.